Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and wow. There is a lot to discuss after Clayton's journey um, ended last night. There was two nights of craziness, and I spoke a little bit about it yesterday, but I have someone who has been there before to help break it all down with me. But before I introduce her, I did just have a few minutes just moments ago with the happy couple, Clayton and Susie. And in my 10 minute window, I got in as many questions as I could. And he answered, um, if anything, I've always said that Clayton doesn't shy away from a hard question and it is very refreshing. And I told him that. So he attempted to explain some of his decisions. Susie was super cute. They seem really happy. They were clutching hands. So that's a good sign. Um, but without further ado, here is Clayton and Susie. We got to start with some of the hard stuff. Why did you convince Gabby and Rachel to stay when you knew that Susie was the one you loved the most, as you put it? Yeah, you know, I I made that comment and I did when I said that I felt that way about Susie. But when she left, uh, you know, I realized that like that ship had potentially sailed. And beyond that, just because I loved her the most did not mean I had made a definitive answer that she was the one. And so I believe I do believe everything happens for a reason. And when she's when she left, I said, OK, I have these two incredible women here um, and I need to continue to pour into them because this is pr- what apparently exactly needed to happen. So give these women you're all and and see if maybe you can you'll end up uh, walking out of here with one of them there's a lot of talk um always but especially with your season around kind of real world rules versus bachelor rules i know you've spoken about that a little bit and now looking back is there a moment when the lead or the bachelor should start thinking maybe in real world rules and is there a moment you wish you did or do you think you owe it to the process to kind of see it through. That's actually a really good question because I have struggled with that as far as you, I did, I, we had this conversation. I adapted um, as far as our change. And, and when I went into the environment and thought, okay, like you're, you're used to, you've been used to dating one person. Now you're going to date multiple people. So what does that look like to you? How are you going to approach this? And it was uncharted territory. And I, I, I did make a major, major mistake of assuming that, okay, this is how things have operated from what I've heard. I'm sure the women are aware of how these things work here. So, uh, maybe it's a little different versus the outside world. But what I came to realize was 
so some of the women had these, the, they still had the mindset of, well, and rightfully so they were like, this is the way I date. I'm dating one person. These women were dating one person. I was dating 30. And so that's where I think there was a contrast. And if I'd have just asked more questions, I would have realized that their mindset was I'm dating one person. So that's how I'm viewing all of this. I'm not looking at it from an environmental perspective. Or I'm looking at it from strictly I'm dating you. And I think more to talking it through, we would have realized that there was maybe a little contrast there that could have been addressed and we could have worked through. Susie, from your perspective, is there a moment that you wish you maybe would have told Clayton earlier what your expectations were? And do you think that would have changed things? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Looking back, I would have said something way earlier. Um, when I was there, I didn't think it was really there really wasn't a great time to have that conversation. Things move so fast. We've both experienced it in different ways. Um, you know, you go from hometowns and then you think, okay, I might be going home. And then all of a sudden you're in Iceland and all of a sudden you're the third fantasy suite date and it's too late to, to get a conversation. Um, but I also didn't think that I should tell Clayton how to do this. And I guess that was my mentality was like, I think this will, um, you know, this could prove our compatibility or not. And we have kind of come to the conclusion that I was living with my real world expectations and there's nothing wrong with that. And Clayton adapted to um, what is, I guess, the process and, you know, dating multiple women. And he, you know, acted in a way that many bachelors before have. Um, And we both agree that there's nothing wrong with like either, either way we went about the process, but what we could have done better was just have more empathy for each other and be able to understand the other person's perspective while we were in that moment. But we were living in our minds were living in different realities at that point. And we've since been able to come to the same (laughs) reality, but when we're, when you're there, it's like, it's, it's such a tough environment and um, we're just fortunate that we were able to get to the other side and, and be so happy and, and confident where we are now. How was watching the show back? Were you nervous to relive that heated fantasy suite episode? Did you guys learn anything from watching kind of your, you fight on, on screen? I think we both did. I think we learned a lot from our discussions after the show more than anything. Uh, we we didn't hold back. We rehashed that entire night several on several occasions. And, uh, we've, we both could have done better that night. I could have communicated better. Uh, you could have communicated better, been, you know, more understanding of my perspective. We both learned so much and watching it back, um, was, yeah, it was sad and it was tough because I could see on Clayton's face, you know, when I brought up that topic, I could just see, I was like, oh my gosh, he is, you can see the devastation in his face and that realization of like kind of coming back down or coming back over to the real world where I was living. And, um, it kind of, it just broke my heart because I knew it was coming. So it was tough to watch. And how did you prepare Susie for what she was going to see with the last couple episodes when she wasn't necessarily still involved and everything that was going to play out at the rose ceremony from hell and your, your breakup was with Gabby and Rachel. You know, I, I felt that it was just best to, and we did this right from the start when we started talking after the show was we opened up our journals because we had, we had really written down everything from the beginning to the end of the, the journey. And we opened them up and we just read them to each other all the way through. I didn't take out anything. There was, a lot of stuff in there. And I wanted her to know this is exactly how it went. These are my inner thoughts. I want you to know, like, and some of the stuff I'm sure was hard to hear. And it was hard for me to hear some of it too. I mean, she, 
she read me what, how she felt after that night. And, and she had very, very strong feelings about, um, you know, who, she, who she now saw me for who I was in that moment. And, and it hurt. Cause I knew I hurt her. I knew that I was out of line. I knew that I attacked her character and I shouldn't have. And, but we just read it cause we wanted to say, Hey, listen, let's like, make sure there are no surprises because we're gonna have to watch this back and we're gonna have millions of people that are gonna also be commenting commenting now. And we cannot allow, we're gonna like, there's there's surely going to affect us in some way, but we need to make sure that we're rock solid and that we already know what's coming. So there are no added additional surprises that could that could potentially shake this relationship. Rachel and Gabby didn't mince words last night. Um, Clayton, did anything surprise you that they said? Maybe the, did you tell me you love me because you wanted to sleep with me comment? Yeah. You know, that was, that was a surprising comment. Um, it hurts because for her to feel that way, uh, she's again, I don't want to take that away from her and say that it, it was, I mean, again, I'm like, no. And so I, I told her, I said, no. And she said, well, I don't believe it. And I didn't know what, there's nothing more I could say besides, okay. At that point, I'm like, you know what, if, if there's one day down the road that she wants to have a candid conversation and talk more in depth about the entire thing, I would certainly give that to her. I think I do owe it to both of them if they would like to, but if they don't want to hear anything else come out of my mouth, then I don't, like they don't deserve to give, or they don't shouldn't feel that they need to just to give me that ability to explain myself. Um, I was shocked yeah, that she said that, and it hurt that that's a question that she seriously is considering. Um, but you know what? I mean, I just had to let her know. I mean, I'm like, there's not much more I can say. If you if you don't believe me, you don't believe me, and I don't think there's anything I can say to convince you. Looking back at everything and how it played out, do you still believe that you were in love with all three of them? Or do you think that maybe it was a caught up in the moment kind of thing? Yeah. You know, looking back at it all in those moments, I believed it. I really did believe I was in love with them uh, when I was there uh, on, on the show. Uh, but as I've now taken the time to reflect and look back, uh, I believe that I, I got to the point where I was falling in love with everybody, but then I had only, I got to the point where I was only in love with Susie and realized that I, instead of telling these women that I was in love with them, I had fallen, but I only think now, as I look back, you can fall. I think I only think you can be in love with one person. You can fall for many, but you can only be in love with one. And that's where I made a mistake is I, I, I was confused on the show and, and I believed that I was in love with multiple women, but I since have realized that I, I don't think I was. You had a ring in your hand for a second there. Um, were you seriously considering proposing and how are you guys going to navigate being asked that every time you do an interview by people like me? <laughs> You know, I, I had the ring with me. Um, I get it. I was, it was very conditional with how is this conversation going to go? To be honest with you, I, I knew she would show up because I knew it wasn't in her character not to show up. Uh, but I did, but I was very, very certain she was going to um, say no to me. I kind of anticipated that. And so I went in there, but I wanted to know like her to know that, Hey, I, I'm for real about this. Um, I really, really do love you. And I would get down on a knee, but I could, again, I was reading the room. I was waiting to see how she came in and I could tell by her mood and through her words that I'm like, obviously this will not lead to a proposal. This is going to lead to uh, the end of the line. So, um, and I was okay. With, I, I had come to terms with that. It hurt me, but I knew I was like, you know what, whatever she tells you, respect it and be thankful that she showed up. How'd you guys land on Virginia beach? I live there. I'm, I was born there and I moved away for a long time. And I, I came back to the area about a couple, well, a couple of years ago. And I'm, I'm really happy there. Um, my work is there and I'm, I've I had a beautiful life before coming on the show. 
And it's just great that I get to make an addition to it. And Clayton was before the show, he was ready to, you know, uproot and figure out what's next for him. And he's totally on board to come to Virginia Beach. So we're going to give it a shot. I love that. Um, Last question. Clayton, you told me back in December that after this show, you will no longer speak in absolutes. Can you tell me, is Susie absolutely the one? And what do you love about her? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what do I love about her? How about we, let's say that because again, we, <laughs> listen, we've talked about it and we know like, we're like from here on out, like this is a relationship like in the real world where you never know anything can happen. And we're aware that, um, you know, we're going to give this every chance that we can. We love each other. And as of right now, we're both very, very happy, but, uh, relationships take effort. They, 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 they are hard at times. And so we know that there's going to be those moments that, that lie ahead. There's never any guarantee in life. But with all that being said, I am incredibly, incredibly happy to be with her. I'm so excited to be able to just go get dinner, to go hiking, do all these things with her, travel. <laughs> and and what I love about her uh, the most is that um, she is she has such a huge heart and she is so um, unselfish. Uh, she is so humble. I think is, I wish people would have seen more of that. You know, she got so emotional on the show when we did a shopping spree because she's like, I don't deserve this. And I, I was just taken aback. I was blown away when she said that. Cause I was like, you are an incredible woman who doesn't, she doesn't feel like she should be given anything. Like she just wants to give and give and give to everyone. And, um, it almost feels that she sometimes isn't, isn't, doesn't want to receive things because she just, she, I, again, it's, it's truly speaks to her character. And I was blown away by that, that some, someone as beautiful as her, as loving as she is, just wants to give everyone the world and everything that she has. Um, but I want to be able to give that to her and let her know that like, I want to give her everything because she absolutely deserves it because she is somebody like, she's like somebody that I've never met. I mean, there are very few people, if any, like her that, um, have the character that she does. And I continue to be impressed day in and day out. Well, Clayton, that was sweet. That was really sweet. It's been a hell of a season. And I appreciate the fact that you never shied away from answering a tough question. So congratulations and go enjoy it. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. Bye. And now I am here with someone who you may remember from seasons 19 and 20 of The Bachelor. And she has her own very, very successful People's Choice Award winning podcast, Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Hi, Becca. Hi. Wow, that was so nice. Do you still like when people introduce you as someone you may know from seasons in 19 and 20 of The Bachelor or are you over that? <laughs> well, I'm not over it. It's just funny because I'm like, it is 50-50 if they remember or not, you know, like that was a long time ago. And a lot, you know, it's funny because a lot of people are like, if, if they meet me and I say, oh yeah, I was on The Bachelor, they're like, oh, what seasons? And I say that and they're like, oh, I just started watching like two seasons ago. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. You were on, you were in like the golden era though. Those were like some of the best in my opinion, but. Listen, it was, it was fun. We had a good time. It was, you you certainly did. Um, Well, I wanted to start by just asking you what you've thought of Clayton's season. Um, Have you, did you keep watching the show the whole time since you stopped or do you dabble or how did you go about that? And what have you thought of Clayton's season leading into this wildness? So I, so before I was even on the show, I never watched the show, but ever since I was on the show, I watch it. I think maybe because I see it through a different lens or I watch it through a different lens, but I enjoy it because, um, you know, I kind of, when I watch some, I'm probably annoying to watch it with because I like roll my eyes and be like, Oh, that was such a producer moment or something, you know, like yeah, you can just kind of tell having been through it. But 
Um, yeah, I've watched pretty loyally. And I mean, you know, the first I was on the clickbait podcast earlier this morning, and I was saying like, for the first half of every season, like I love watching the first episode. And then I kind of check out when there's all the drama, because it's just kind of like it's filler episodes. It's like getting to people to talk. But um, I definitely locked back in this season when the fantasy suite episode happened. So, yeah, I yeah. feel like my, my roommate did the same thing. She watched the premiere and then she like, didn't care. And then she, I told her it was going to be good. So she tapped back in and she was watching and she was like, what did I even miss? Like who are, cause they showed the people in the audience. I was like, you missed that girl being mad about shrimp. And that's literally it because everything else that like I cared about leading up to this, like who cares? Like the last couple episodes were way better than the whole season combined. I think. Yeah. They really did it big with the last two weeks. I mean, fantasy suites overall can bring up some like weird stuff for this show. Mm -hmm. And I think the putting them in the same room thing really has taken that to another level. Yeah. Could you imagine if when you because in Chris season, you you were you were there for that. Could you imagine if you guys were all staying in the same room? No, I mean, it's awkward. And like you can feel it's not like like it's not like you watch it like you feel that tension in the room between the girls and you can tell they all like each other and their friends but there's definitely that element of like when someone comes in from their fantasy suite date and when she's like your hair's like when she was like your hair's messy or whatever I was like my god I'm so happy I didn't have to do that no it's another level and I used to I kind of I remember when they did it for Peter's season I was like oh this is kind of like good tv and now I'm like oh this makes me uncomfortable like it's not even good tv it's just awkward just cruel and yeah. and like when I was on the show, I was a virgin. So like me coming in, they wanted they would have been like cool, Becca like stayed up <laughs> either slept all night or got a good night's sleep or like stayed up talking, you know? Yeah. What um, dirt did you get out of crystals about farming? <laughs> the soil. What's the secret to the soil? <laughs> didn't oh get God. that secret. You didn't no. get that up. No. It'll come out eventually. Um <laughs> Well, we we did, you know, see how that all played out and we saw Susie leave and then we picked off Monday, picked up Monday night with Clayton in this hour long quote unquote rose ceremony from hell. In my opinion, you know, trying to convince, uh, definitely convince Gabby, kind of also convince Rachel to stay. Um, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. So what were your thoughts on how he handled the I was intimate with both of you? I was in love with all three of you. Cue the tears. Cue the walk off that whole thing. I just didn't get it. Like, I didn't get why I get what he was saying. Like it was a deal breaker with Susie. So it was like, let's just put this all out there at this point and see what happens. So like at that point, I, I kind of got the impression that he was like, I have nothing to lose at this point. Like I lost the person that I love most Love the most. So, um, I I was just kind of like baffled by that, but I have to say Rachel and Gabby and specifically Gabby, because I was just blown away by how emotionally mature and intelligent she was during that moment, because she didn't get mad. She stayed very calm. She was asking questions. She was very like, still gracious towards him in that moment. Um, I just thought I couldn't figure out like, 
I was just trying to figure out. My only thought was, are the producers like, you have got to get these people to stay because otherwise we don't have a finale episode. I think from my perspective, it was just chaos. And I couldn't figure (laughs) out like what he, what he thought the result was going to be from it, I guess, was where I was like, is he hoping that they leave? Like, was that his goal so that he could leave? Right. What was Clayton's end game? And I kind of tried to ask him that. I was like, why did you convince Susie and Rachel to stay? I mean, uh, Rachel and Gabby to stay if you love Susie, quote unquote, the most. And he kind of like doubled down and was just like, well, I didn't. I said that, but then she left. So then I was like, maybe I, I don't know. Like he, he clearly didn't know. And that kind of made me feel like maybe he did feel some sort of pressure, whether it was from the production. I'm sure he did. But also like he really struggled with thinking about real life consequences in bachelor bubble and i think maybe in that moment he was thinking like what is this going to look like if i'm the bachelor like with no final three or i got it like last effort like he didn't want to be rejected by three of them like i feel like that was more his motivation versus like still like liking them or loving them but then he went too far with how he convinced them because he did a good job but then he didn't mean it so it was just like so bad you know, I also think like we're as viewers watching this all happen. And this was all within a span of like two days. I think, I, I think, I don't know, I within like a couple of days, whereas we had like weeks. So we're like, get it together, Clayton, which is like going through all these emotions and heartbreak and trying to figure out I am the bachelor. What happens if I end up alone and everyone leaves the person that I really wanted to be with left. And I don't know if I'm going to get to that place with either of these two girls, but maybe production was like, give it a chance. Maybe when they meet your family or you go on this last date, like you never know what can happen. And so he was probably just all over the place. So I do empathize with him on that because I know from our standpoint, it's so easy to be like, Clayton, what are you doing? You know, like get it together. But I do think there was a sense of like, he didn't know what he was doing. Like he, he was processing so much at that time and also aware of the pressure of having the show go on too. Yeah, I think that's true too. I just think it's tough in the Gabby part because like she kind of made her doubt her gut, which she says later on. And then with Rachel, she was just, and I'm not, not faulting her, but I mean, the hysterics were pretty wild. And then they were like echoing in that room. And it was just like, oh God, like, I don't know. And he, with her, he was much more like lovey, like had her hand on her leg. I think she kind of thought that maybe she just needed to get through it. Whereas Gabby, I wonder maybe was just like, all right, I'll see this through whatever I've made it this far. Like I'm not going to get engaged to this guy. And Rachel, I think thought in that moment, okay, if I stay, I will win, but she didn't want to win by default, which is how you could say she was like upset when Gab, she was upset when Gabby left happy when she came back in, which I thought was just another wild moment between how you guys as contestants, like they bond with each other. And also I guess this constellation prize aspect must've been looming in the back of her mind. I loved, I loved, I hate that he made, because even Susie made this point that I hate that he made them question their gut, like their Mm -hmm. intuition, like what they knew to be true and right. The fact that he made them question that, that, that bothered me because both of them said that. And I assume Rachel felt the same way, but um, I do feel like there, there was, I I would struggle with the, the default mentality of like, am I here? Because the one he wanted left. Yeah. Am I like the backup? And that's part of why I was like, listen, he gave it a shot. He introduced him to his family and he was still questioning things. And if I were either one of them, I'd be like, I don't want, if you're still thinking about Susie, I don't want you to choose me just because I'm here. Like, please break up with me. Did he need to break up with them (laughs) together? Also? No, No. but (laughs) 
you know it's it's just there was just like things here and there where I was just like oh my god yeah we don't expect Clayton to be perfect but there was a few too many combos to be like all right Clayton like just think 30 seconds ahead on this one think like outside of what's going to happen in the next 30 seconds and on this show in Iceland and I think it would have made your life easier but I do think that's a good point and something like Peter a few years ago he went for the engagement with Hannah Ann hoping it was going to work out when he still liked Maddie. So that was something he did different. That was good. But then you had a Colton who like just quit with the other ones, which that obviously didn't work out, but like in the moment was the right thing to do instead, try to pursue Cassie and not lead the other two on. And Clayton kind of did a middle and it doesn't really work either. And I know there's no rules, but it just, it felt tough to watch um, for sure. Both nights and the joint breakup. Did you hear what he said? His explanation for that one? No. What did he say? This was on, um, I think, Bachelor Happy Hour this morning. He said, and I kind of get where he's coming from. Maybe he also just is trying to come up with a reason because he was told he had to do it this way. Um, But he said that he saw them, you know, when he said, quote, when I did it the first time, referring to the rose ceremony from hell, they bonded. They clearly like leaned on each other and he saw them supporting each other. So he thought, you know, when I do it the second time, they can have each other and then I can we can go one on one when they're ready. But like I was dropping this bomb on them and I thought maybe it would be helpful for them to like lean on each other. That is such a man. You I know. know. Yeah, but like it's. I mean, there's some. It's kind of nice that he was like, well, maybe they can realize. He did it for them. So he was selfless, really. Yes, it was. It was so nice of him. I think it was probably you know producers being like, this will be a great idea. Knock it out. Two birds with one stone. You saw how they were bonding last night, like or two nights ago. Like do that again. And he was like, you're right. And now looking back, he's like, I guess I have to give that as an explanation because. I can't blame the show, but like, what the hell? Why did I do that? Would my guess yeah, be? Why did I listen to I that listen? advice? Horrible. Yes. Yeah. Horrible. But they all did have a moment um, when they did break up with him. They kind of got their say a little bit. And we saw Gabby, unsurprisingly, kind of be more of the like, I don't want to say cold because you know, I'm not trying to say it in a negative way, but like, I'm over you, dude. You can't walk me out. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Um, she was but... like, you already did this and we're not doing it again. <laughs> we literally, so, this first time you did this. Yeah. The first time you did this, I came back. I heard you this time. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Rachel, again, pretty, pretty hysterical. Um, and I felt bad for her in that moment. And I think what was so great about the whole thing is before we get into Susie, we can just talk about how they were at after the final rose to wrap them up. I what I loved about both of it was I was expecting Gabby to kind of be this like badass walk away, yeah. whatever, because that's kind of what we've seen from her. But we also did see some vulnerability from her um, when she was ex- like talking about how he, you know, made her question her gut. And I liked that because I mm-hmm. was a different side of her. And then with Rachel, I was expecting the, the meltdown but I was not necessarily expecting how tough she was on him. And I thought that that was great. And it was that classic flip-flop of like, oh, Gabby for Bachelorette. Oh, Rachel for Bachelorette. Oh, both of them. Yay. Because I really did in that moment feel it. I don't always feel like that when the yeah. when social media is like praising them, like not nothing against them, but I'm not always like jumping on the train right away. But last night I really did see myself flip-flopping, especially with Rachel, because I thought, wow, like good for her because she still was crying when they, the clip package ended, yeah. but then she turned it on. Yeah, she, I too, I haven't felt like someone was genuinely in love with someone on this show like that in a long time. Like about Rachel like, and Clayton. Yes, I felt like she was genuinely in love with him. And you could feel like I was sad watching. I was like this because I always can kind of like, yeah. okay, whatever. You've you yeah. known each other for like 48 <laughs> hours, all to <laughs> encompass time, 48 hours. 
you're gonna be okay but that one I was like oh that that like hurt a little bit I could feel it yeah um, I thought she was the front runner the whole time I feel stupid I wrote off Susie I mean they had that like moment with the bell tower and she was the first one to say it but I don't know I just was like okay yeah Susie's she'll, she'll make it whatever but I thought maybe I guess he just liked being out with Rachel the most at the time yeah. like, I was convinced that it was Rachel this whole time they definitely made it feel that way. I agree. Their, their chemistry was very, um, maybe it was just that physical element to it. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was interesting when she was saying I was the one willing to stand there. You said this is going to make us stronger. And, and, and then obviously that didn't happen. And then she said, I promise you're going to look back at this and this is going to haunt you. And I was like, oh, like that was that was some good lines. And then, of course, the why did oh, did you um, tell me you love me to, to sleep with me? That was. Oh, yeah. Oof. That reminded me of um, when uh, Nick Vial asked Andy on mm-hmm. the, after the final rose, like, why did you make what do you say? Why'd you make why did you make love to me if you weren't yeah. in love with yeah. me? <laughs> what a line by Nick. I, I think what's different between the two of them too, though, is Andy, I remember being, was so mad about that. And it was because Nick, like, like threw under the bus that they did have sex. Right. And Josh was backstage fuming because he didn't know that. And I think she made right. that in her book, like she had lied. And, but with Suze, with Clayton's contestants, that was like never something they tried to allude to. It was just thrown out there. And if I was them, I'd more be like, why did you announce it at a rose ceremony? And like, now this is, can't be edited out. Like you told everyone we had sex. So good for her for putting it back on him because that's another kind of weird violation. No, you're so right. I didn't even, I didn't even consider that. The fact that he literally admitted, like no one yeah. had said I had sex. We had sex. It was he admitted just that- it to Susie. He admitted it in front of the rose ceremony. He admitted it to everyone. Yeah. What if she was like, I don't want everyone to know that I had sex in the fantasy yeah like long gone are the days of the clothes on the floor with the birds and the bees in the background now we're in bed with them and like i want to go back to the let's pretend it didn't happen like it's like too much yeah we get like intimate like morning after shots now yeah and it used to be implied so going on the show you have to know like maybe they're gonna imply that and i have to live with that whatever they kiss but this was like nope straight up like dad's in the audience and dad knows what happened in the fantasy yeah like yeah wow i didn't even think about that but yeah i'm I'm actually really i thought gabby and rachel were both very classy i thought they handled it in such a like strong intelligent way that i was like clapping you know i was like good for y'all and Clayton took it, you know, Clayton didn't, he wasn't, he just listened and he took it, which I don't know that he could have done anything else, but yeah. um, I was happy that he was able to just let them say what they needed to say. Yeah. I think so too. Clayton was in a no win situation during any of, during those breakups or during the after the final rose. And if he tried to do any sort of fireback clapback, it would have landed so poorly. So I agree with that. Good on him for keeping that one. And that also, I mean, good on Rachel's parents when they shot to them and his her dad's face and they kind of were trying to get him to maybe do the Barb Weber and kind of whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, good for Rachel's parents for just going with the, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Cause there is something no matter what that comes down so weird of like an adult older, like much older person, like coming down on the 28 year old bachelor. Like, I don't know. I never liked that really. I agree. It's like, it's like, obviously they're upset. It's their daughter. Like, right. We know what they're thinking, but we don't need to see it on live television. Yeah, they said everything they needed to say. And then you had Gabby's grandpa just being so freaking cute, like rooting for her. (laughs) That was adorable. Ever. Need him as the senior bachelor if they ever do that. So badly. And they both looked just flawless. I mean, when Gabby came out in that black, I was like, oh, they're giving her a show, a platform. And she even almost sounded not in a bad way, media trained. 
but like during the season, I feel like people love her, but I felt like maybe sometimes she was, she's very goofy and she came off very polished during that, like mm-hmm. her part. So I was like, oh, like that made me feel like they were ready to, to give her a, give her a platform for sure. Yeah. I also think though, like a lot of times when you watch yourself on TV, you notice mm-hmm. things about how you speak and the facial expressions you make. And when you watch a whole season of yourself and then, you know, you're going on a live show. I do think there's that also that element. I'm sure they did have her, you know, prepped and ready to go so that she um, had that, that people recognize like, Oh, we're ready to see her as the lead. Um, But yeah, maybe she was like, huh, maybe I don't need to, you know, like, maybe I change how I speak about certain things or how I, my tone, I don't know. I right, just like a little like, more. You did? Yeah. I mean, you just watch yourself. You're like, Ugh. like, you know, like, I don't want to yeah. talk or something like that. Or, you know, you saw the amount of times you hear like on the oh. show. I've really tried to work on that. And it's, it's hard. So hard. <laughs> it's just in our, you know, it's in our vac- vocabulary, but I've tried to work on it. And it was because of watching myself on The Bachelor. That yeah. I, and podcasts and stuff. The review, people can be mean when people, people don't like when people say like, but everyone does it. I doesn't bother me, but. It doesn't bother me either, but people have opinions about everything. What do you think of this double bachelorette situation? I think I get why the show did it for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, both of them have great backstories with the Clayton breakup. Both of them are pretty, pretty well liked. Um, And it's a way to switch things up. Whereas things maybe have been getting a little stale and they had like 75 seasons in a row um, giving a little breathing room. But I also think it is a risk in the fact that if there's any sort of like competition between the two of them, the backlash is going to be, a lot. So they, I know they said it's going to be like full seasons and people mm-hmm. keep saying Joe Millionaire just did it. I've never seen Joe Millionaire, but um, oh, what, what did you it. think? So good. I it's love good. Joe Millionaire. So um, how does it work on that? Did they date the same women? Yeah, but like, you know, different connections were formed. So there was, there was like, there was like maybe two of the girls that they both were into, but at the end it ended up being that they had feelings for different people. Okay. Um, I'm just happy they're not doing the bachelorette like they did with uh, Caitlin and Britt. Like I, when I first saw it, I was like, no, not this again. Like I know how I remember talking to Caitlin and how challenging that was for both of them. But um, I don't know. I just hope that they keep it to where it doesn't ruin their friendship because like the yeah. whole thing is that we're rooting for these girls and, they were there for each other. And I hope they don't try to like twist that or make it competitive to where they um, get hurt from each other. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very delicate balance. And if it's done well, it will be done so well. And if there's a blurry line, it could have some, there could be some explaining to do. And some, I think they, maybe one of the reasons they're giving a break also is for Gabby and Rachel, I would hope to maybe have influence in how it works mm-hmm. and developing this new concept. Cause they're like signing on to it. Um, and figuring out a way to maybe try to get ahead of some of the issues, or if there is someone, you know, they both like, what's the protocol here? Like, how are we going to navigate this and get ahead of it? Cause otherwise it'll again, good TV, but almost in a way that we're going to feel dirty and we're not going to be able to enjoy it. It's so true. But you know, the bachelor has always been the leader in, in reality, like romance dating TV. So they're not going to do something that's going to make them look like they don't know what they're doing. So I will say, I trust that they're going to, it's going to be good. It's going to be dramatic. And I hope that they, I think they will hopefully listen to what everyone's saying. Like we don't want them to be pitted against each other. Yeah. I'm excited. I, for once, I, I, I'm, I'm always calling for a break, even though when the show's not on, I have to come up with other things to talk about on this show. But now I'm like, Oh, <laughs> 
July. That feels kind of far. That feels like I'm being abandoned. And I don't like that. <laughs> the, the abandonment issues. Yes. The two months were going to be enough. I don't need the back to back. Give me Christmas break now, New Year's. But this was, this might be too long for me personally. It's, I mean, we'll all be ready for it. So I yeah. think the, like everything, like the ratings, everything will be back up and everyone will be like refreshed and ready for a new season of finding love of finding love of mess I think so too and I also think I know that Jesse Palmer will be back which I was expecting just because he is a big time name and yeah I don't know if he would have signed on to do this if he was going to be like a one season bachelor and they kind of tried to frame it like that host like oh we're both football players I'm focused on Clayton like anytime I would ask him or anyone would ask him and it's like all right Jesse Palmer like you don't care about Clayton that much you signed on just for his season you don't know each other or didn't know each other but um I really hope that they have some sort of aspect of Caitlin at least being involved in maybe like a mentor role at some point because she's done this before. And because I feel like that really paid off with the bachelorette seasons in a way that with two women would pay off even more. So Mm -hmm. instead of they're leaning on each other for sure, but I think Caitlin especially would be so great. And it's a missed opportunity if they totally let her go. I think Tasha's kind of put it behind her a little bit. She doesn't really associate in the last couple of months, but I feel like Caitlin I really hope they figure out a way to get her involved somehow in a host mentor role. I feel the same way. I loved the Caitlin and Tasha <clears throat> dynamic of it all. Like I, I was hoping that that would be a bachelorette thing mm-hmm. and then Jesse would do the bachelor. Um, so I'm a little bummed that they're not the host, but I, I agree. I like the idea of like, at least having Caitlin come on and be like a mentor for the girls and a sounding board. And, um, there was just a funny dynamic with the girls involved that I loved. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they'll do something like that, but um, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Well, back in Iceland, we did see, obviously Susie was still there, which everything I understand is that you don't go to send home right away because of, you know, spoilers and all mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it makes sense. She clearly seems pretty surprised when Jesse Palmer both times shows up to her house. A lot of unanswered questions and confusion about why Susie was immediately just brought to to meet the parents and have no conversation with Clayton. Still don't really get what happened there. Um, What what did you think of that? I felt like I I thought my TV had skipped forward. Like I literally like paused it and went back because I was like, what just happened that she's walking into the house? We were all like, what, what is she doing? Yeah. I don't know what, I don't understand what happened. I was as confused as everybody else. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that his dad was like, it's slim to none that she's going to show up for you. And then she walked in. His dad yeah, was great. Oh, amazing. Great. Clayton's dad was incredible. Because he, you can give it to your own kids because you can't, because you're their parent. Like you can say things to them that other people can't. And he also, they were like, we're not trying to like come for you, but like, you're not in love with all three of them. Like think this through kid. Like they were trying to give him the hints that like a production person is not going to give him because they want whatever. And he, instead of, he kind of took them, but he also was like, no, like you don't know the show. Like, I don't know. I was like, Oh, Clayton, like listen to your parents. (laughs) Well, I, I, I just liked that the, that when he was talking to the girls, I think he was talking to Rachel. He was like, I would have decked him. Like I would have just like, you know, and I yeah. really appreciated that because obviously he loves Clayton. He wants the best for him. But I think he was able to be like sensitive enough to be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Why are you doing this to these women? So, yeah, I loved him. Yeah, I loved him, too. Um, Susie then did get her moment to kind of confront Clayton. That was where the stray dog line came in. Another good one. She obviously had time to think about it. Um, made me question my inner voice. I feel humiliated. Um, and I think 
I would assume because what I thought was interesting in some of the interviews that they've done post show is her saying that, you know, of course, they've gotten in fights in the last four months since they've been talking. But Clayton's never gone back there to the way he felt like he that she felt like she was treated during that fight. So you'd have to just hope that that was a rare like the pressure of the show, not really how he would treat someone and not, you know, a normal way to communicate because watching that, I felt like it was like Katie and Greg a few seasons ago. And I was like, Oh, they don't, they couldn't communicate in the real world anyway. So this is a good way to end this. They're seeing two different things, but according to the two of them, it was just like a rare, you know, they both were not listening to each other and it was longer than we thought. And it was kind of heated. And I thought it was interesting this time. He did kind of let her just say her piece, which was good because if he fought her, it would have been bad. I just felt like watching that fight that there was regret on his part. And it was like regret that he couldn't fix. And it was the decisions that he had made ultimately were leading to him losing the person that he loved. And I just saw someone who was scared, who didn't know how to handle his emotions. So his only option in the, in the fear and the hurt and whatever you want to call it was to shift the blame onto her. And I think a lot of us do that in arguments and it's the natural without emotional like it without therapy like you don't yeah. know how to do those things right. and have like a productive conversation because that's how I even like I'm in therapy and when I fight I, my first reaction I'm also a Scorpio is like me too what did you, oh you are <laughs> yeah I am <laughs> I, I'm always like well what did you do you right. know, like, I'm, I'm not I, perfect but neither are you yeah yeah <laughs> and so like when people were like just like dragging him like yeah of course he didn't handle this well at all but also like let's not label this guy like this like manipulative gaslighter because yeah. he was scared of losing the person and also it was being filmed and I, I just like, I don't excuse his behavior. And I also am like, I don't think it's fair to put this like intense label on who he is because of one fight that you saw when we all have done that in an argument. Yeah. And one fight on a reality show of edited God knows what, yeah. but um, yeah, the, the term gaslighter in Bachelor Nation, we need to all chill. Um, and I don't, I think it, I guess it started with Katie and Greg and whatever, when she posted like a meme about him and it turned into it and it's, it's great headlines um, in a selfish yeah. way, but overall <laughs> it's, it's not a great, it's just too much. Like you can, you can also say you felt like you were being gaslighted in the situation without someone being a gaslighter all the time. I don't know. I don't know everything about it. I'm no expert. Yeah. But it does feel like a dangerous thing to be thrown around. It is. And I think if, if Clayton didn't, <clears throat> like if Clayton continued to respond that way to all these girls having these conversations, I would be like, okay, this man, what it is, what it yeah. is. But I just didn't get that he was that. I think he was just like, damn, like I love this girl and now I'm going to lose her because of something. Cause I made the decision to sleep with these other women and didn't think it through. And I'm scared. And my only option is to get mad at her. Yeah. Cause I'm mad at myself. <laughs> yeah. He was mad at himself. And I think that's a good point. Cause he had a lot of emotional conversations that we've seen since that one in the last two episodes, and he didn't get the same way. So okay. if it was a repetitive behavior, that would make more sense and be more alarming. There's no way to answer this, I guess. But like, do you think he, because Rachel posed the question of like, did you say, I love you to sleep with me? And I don't believe he necessarily did. I believe his whole thing was that he just really couldn't get rid of like bachelor world and bachelor rules. And I'm the bachelor versus like, oh, in the real world, this is crazy. And there is a line to find yeah. at some point. And I, I told him that today. Um, <laughs> but why do you, do you think like he was just like being a bro 
and wanted to sleep with both of them? Do you think you got caught up in the moment? Like, uh, I mean, I don't, I we can't do for him, but I do think the bachelor is a very weird bubble that you're in and you're very like, you don't have your friends to talk to. You don't have yeah. any outside sources. And when you're in it, you're really in it. And I, I do think, I don't know that he, I can't, I don't know his feelings if he was actually in love with all three of them. Right. But I think he had really strong feelings. And I think maybe there was this physical connection. You finally have alone time and you're like, let's see if the physical connection is as strong as the emotional connection. And, you know, I think the conflicting part is what he told Susie, which was, I love you the most. And it's like, I think that was the whole question of like, everyone had their like like question marks over their head like wait a second you know like I think maybe that was the moment he realized he loved Susie the most when he was about to lose her like that you don't know what you got till it's gone like up until that point I think he finally had one week of like loving being the bachelor because even Serene like he said he was like really falling for but he let her go because in my opinion, I think he let her go also because like she had been through a lot recently like with her family and he didn't want to mm-hmm. go down that road with her because if he knew it wasn't going to be her totally yeah. like she needed to be cut cut loose and to say it in a bad way. Um, but I think he, in that moment he realized, well, if you would have told me this, I wouldn't have done that. But I thought I was the bachelor and I was supposed to be going through the process. And it was, yeah. you know, he did have feelings for them. But I think if if he knew in hindsight that Susie was going to be the one, I don't think he would have. I don't think he had bad intentions. I think he was just like being the bachelor and following through. With the relationships. I agree. Like, I think if he had known, if he had had that conversation with Susie and knew how she felt about it going into it, I don't think he would have done that. No. And if he did, I think he would have been like, okay, this is where my feelings are for this person. Because yeah, I think that was a very eye-opening moment when she told him that, that he was like, he was like, wait, I mean, that's allowed? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm allowed to go in the face. Like, yeah. This is not sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was so funny. Um, They did mention in the Gabby and Rachel conversation that they didn't have day dates, which I just wanted to point out because everyone was asking, you know, when they met the family, they didn't do anything that day. And usually they do. So I thought that was interesting that they didn't do day dates. So I wonder if that was those days were spent being like trying to get Clayton, you know, ready for the parents. And maybe he was not emotionally there to do too much time with each of them before Susie came back. I don't know. I well. Well, when I was on the season, on Chris's season, I did my whole, that day with his family was just that. And then the next day, I think I had either the day before the next day I had a date with him, Mm -hmm. which I think is what they were waiting on. Right. When he came to break up with them. I don't know what they were doing, but they were also together too, which they should have known was like a red flag. Like, why are they they sitting here? I think they were like, what are we like? What's going on? (laughs) He can't be breaking up with both of (laughs) us. Not again. Oh my God, Clayton. Oh, but again, I will say owns it all pretty well. And I yeah. got to give him props because the amount of questions he's had to answer a lot ever since they announced him, which it was just started off on such a, such a note like that, a sour note. And then when you had Jesse Palmer in the intros of the, of the afterthought row saying like, we start Clayton's been rejected by three women. And then that made me think we started this season with him being rejected by bachelor nation. Oh, yeah. Then he was rejected by Sally yeah. for his first rose. The girl was engaged. And then, you know, I just feel like this, it, thank God it ended the way it did a little on a happy note because Clayton got handed. I mean, he, a lot of it was his own decisions, but yeah. oh, what a bad narrative to be like the rejected bachelor. But it's also like, they, it was weird that they casted him from Michelle's season because we didn't get to know, like we didn't even get to know him that no. well going into his season. So there wasn't like this feeling of like, oh, we're rooting for this guy that we spent a whole season watching. It was like, 
half a season we got to see him yeah and then he's on our screens and we're like who is this guy if michelle had broken his heart the same way he just broke rachel's like maybe we would have felt less bad about him doing it because he gets it but like it felt like this guy just came in and was like bulldozing these two girls at the end well i'm with you though i feel like everyone it ended in the best way possible they seem so happy Susie and clayton and i'm so happy that both rachel and gabby have their happy moment and i'm like you know as a season that people had a lot of negative opinions about it did end with a happy ending in my opinion yeah a happy ending and the drama so i was like yeah we didn't need to go there to get there but like that's what made it fun to watch but then we're all okay now everyone's the bachelorette and everyone's yeah Everyone's good. We're all good. good. We did see Clayton write Susie a letter that made her go to the final rose ceremony. Um, He had a ring. I don't know if he really had intentions to propose. I think maybe he was just like, if she comes in, like, let's do it. Like, he'll go for it. I thought it was funny that they showed Neil Lane, like, looking giddy in the audience, being like, he might throw a Hail Mary, like, go for it. Um, The audience, all the audience stuff was just, like, killing me, like, having Genevieve and Aaron together. Like, it was like, what is this chaotic group of people sitting in this room? And even the night before, or yeah, the night before, I was like, there's this random group of, Claire Crowley's here and Cassie. I'm like, what is going on? Becca, where were you? I don't, I, I don't, I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just funny, random group of people. But um, in that final row ceremony, when she kind of rejected and walked away, you, you walked away from a final rose, essentially. I know that he didn't know if Chris was going to pick you, but like he did say recently that if he knew, thought you were going to say yes, he would have picked you. <laughs> did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, but he still dumped me. Like I didn't walk away. True. I guess you were like, I don't want to get engaged, but like I'll, we can date in Iowa for a hot second. And he was like, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I remembered it wrong. I thought you walked yeah. away. I got dumped in a barn. So, but he did. Yeah. I in that red dress. I remember that. the dress. Thank you. I actually was looking for that dress the other day. I thought I kept it, but I may have given it away. So you didn't walk away from a final rose, actually, but you kind of did because he knew you weren't going to say yes to a proposal. Listen, (laughs) I did what I did. And I was like, I just said, I did not get to a point where I felt like I was in love with him. So the thought of like me moving my whole life to Iowa for someone that I wasn't even in love with, but very unrealistic to me. So I was like, listen, here's where I'm at. I like you. I want to keep dating, but I understand if the, if you're looking to propose, then it is what it is. So I did go into it expecting that it most likely wasn't going to be me, but I still did not walk away. I got, I got dumped. You got dumped. All right. Well, it was still, it was still great. It was iconic still. (laughs) Susie, I think great, good for her to walk away like that. She kind of spoke about this a little bit, like the pressure she would have felt if she even said yes to the rose would have put a lot more pressure on them in these last couple of months versus them kind of getting to do it on their own terms. And I think as far as giving them the best shot makes total sense to me. And she is just really smart. And I think she is logical and very hindsight. Like she thinks things through and she can teach Clayton how to do that. Hopefully. I love her. I mean, I, I love that she left and I have no problem with them reconnecting after getting out of that crazy world and like being able to process everything and then being able to say like, Hey, can we maybe try this again and see what happens? Because 
um, I think she's really smart. And I like that she didn't just give into the pressures of making it a happy ending. She was like, yeah. no, I'm still not ready for this. And she, she really stuck to her guns the whole time. And I really liked that about her. I also wonder if, because she is 29, which isn't old by any means, but in bachelor worlds it is. lately, wow. 23, 24. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think maybe that was part of it. Cause we do see the pressure of people saying yes to things maybe they don't want. And then years later they will say, well, I didn't really, you know, I, it was on the bachelor. Like I had to, like, yeah. they kind of in reflection will say, I said yes. Cause I thought I had to, and Susie was never going to do that. And I think that it was, it was pretty, pretty epic and sets them up for potential real world success. I mean, you never know with the show, but it gave them their best shot for sure. I honestly really see them. I see them lasting. I like yeah? feel like I got that feeling from seeing them. Like they felt very cat. They didn't seem like stressed or anxious. It just felt like, yeah, like we're, we're moving in together. We're going to see what happens. And yeah, we've been getting to know each other outside of this for the last four months and uh, love each other. And I actually felt that from them, even though I don't know if everyone felt that way. I did. Yeah. I also did like that. It came out like, yeah, people might not be rooting for us. Like, sorry, we're trying. Like it felt very casual. They weren't really defensive, but they knew like they were in on it, but also just like, we're not going to like, we'll answer your questions. We're going to go through this, but we'll see, I guess in the next couple of months, if they really are just like in their own world or if it kind of becomes like a bachelor, you know what I mean? You can always kind of tell like who is out here, which no shame, everyone, you know, get your, you guys, it's an awesome opportunity. Good for you. I'm jealous. Um, but you can kind of tell sometimes like people are acting like, is this for Instagram or is this, mm-hmm. you know, real, maybe sometimes it's like a paradise couple more. So, cause like it, 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 I don't know, but, um, I think it'll be really interesting to see. I do think she's got an amazing head on her shoulders and that he is enamored with her. So as long as like she kind of guides the relationship and he falls in line, like to say it in kind of a harsh way, I think it's possible. I think that's also like the male and female dynamic. Just like, I think a lot of things he did, it was just like, he's just- Look at this dude. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, you know, he's kind of being led with, the production he's trying to figure out what to do he's never been in this situation and and then you have these women that are just like so intelligent and like so aware and self-aware and i think that was the thing that i really appreciated that you said um there was awareness of like how people felt about the season and their situation and they were just kind of like listen we want y'all to root for us we're yeah we're gonna do our best to navigate this and um i'm rooting for them i hope they make it i hope they're happy the only thing I didn't like that Susie did was agreeing to do that dumb leg tease. Like she was on the e-glam bot and it was like, who could this? It was like the Manny cam for her feet. And I was like, who is Wait, this? Sarah, I feel so dumb because I did not expect it to be Susie. Who Me either. Like she was the last person I was expecting. I was like, well, who, who are you expecting? It? No, it wasn't going to be the other two. Well, no, but I was like, I don't know. I was thinking like maybe Teddy, like someone just that maybe he had a connection with at the beginning and then reconnected with. But like, what if it was Sally? What if it was the runaway bride, Sally? That would have been wild. would have been epic. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I felt so dumb because I was like, oh, of course it's Susie. Like, why did I even question The show gets us. It really does. The promos, I, I fall for those still. It's like, how many times do I have to watch, analyze, cover? You were on the show and you're falling for things that they're doing. So yeah, it right. is what it is. I'm even duped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Becca, what have you been up to these days? I know scrubbing in is how, how long have you guys been doing that? So long now, right? This, I think September will be five years, August or September. Wow. Congratulations. Five, thank you. Five is my favorite number. So I feel oh. good about it. <laughs> um, Not ending anytime yeah, soon. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going as long as we have listeners. That's the deal. 
Um, but we have so much fun. It's been really fun doing it. We're kind of doing two episodes every now and then a week. And yeah, that's been great as usual. And work, I think everything's picking back up with like going to events and, um, you know, work things, which is great. And also like there was something I'm very much an introvert. So I really enjoyed um, being at home and having the excuse of staying home. But I'm really trying to embrace like having that freedom again of like seeing people and being in public. So adjusting to that as we all are. But um, yeah, I'm good. I'm happy. I know. Well, how is 95p still 95p? I've, I've listened. I know that I know that lingo. Yeah, 95p is 95p for those who don't listen to my podcast. Shame on you. Also, (laughs) 95p is my significant other. But um, yeah, we are great. And I'm so happy. And, um, you know, I, I think that eventually, there will come a time where I share that and am more open about it. I don't know if I'll ever share as much as people want me to share, but mm. I um, think that there's a healthy balance of doing it. Yeah. Um, Jojo and Jordan finally getting married in a few weeks or a few months or this year. I think I interviewed yeah. Jojo so many times during, during COVID. And every time I was like, all right, same questions, but like technically you have a different answer because like you keep getting pushed and I felt so bad for her, but from everything I understand, it's actually going to happen soon. Are you so excited? It's going to happen. I'm yeah. so excited. I, um, yeah, I feel so bad. It's just, I feel bad for everyone who is getting, yeah. who is getting married in the past couple of years. It's been a lot of people have had to push things and um, it's going to be a blast. I'm so excited. Well, that sounds like a perfect place to end. Becca, thank you so much <laughs> for joining me. We're rooting for you, Clayton and Susie. Good luck. Um, hopefully we get a tell-all book in the future too. And you can tell us if you really wanted to say I love you three times. Um, that's what I'm always rooting for. But uh, thank you, Becca, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor Breakdowns.